Hello and welcome to this week's bonus episode of the Happier at Work podcast and today I'm talking all things workplace culture. This is a summary of some of the key points that were discussed on the episode with Caroline Collins. As always, I would love to hear what you think and do find all of my details on my website, happieratwork.ie. Caroline started by defining really what culture means and she defined it in the most simplistic way as culture is how we do things around here. I love that as a definition because you can have a workplace culture even if it's not a clearly defined workplace culture. For me values are a crucial thing that inform the workplace culture. It should reflect the behaviours of the people in the organisation that you're working with and I also have a very vivid memory of being told one time when I started in a new organization that's not how we do things around here and it's a memory that has really stuck with me it wasn't from a manager it was actually from one of my peers and it really surprised me because I felt I had all of this global experience to bring into the role that I was doing but it apparently wasn't very welcome so yeah definitely culture is how we do things around here so how do things get done how do decisions get made the second point then is about what is foundational to creating a positive culture and that is that it's okay to ask questions and to make mistakes and if you can create an environment where people are okay to speak up and we talk about this being psychological safety it's okay to ask questions it's okay to challenge the status quo I think for me that is the very basic of what you need to create a positive work culture because then people are okay to challenge how things are being done you know when I shared that example of that's not how we do things around here that was a very clear signal to me that my ideas weren't welcome, that it wasn't okay to ask questions, that it wasn't okay to share ideas. And I took that with me for the the entire time that I stayed with that organization. That was always kind of the underlying thought that I had. We talked also about feedback and the importance of feedback and thinking about how feedback can be more useful. And Caroline introduced this idea of positive intent and I know Brene Brown always talks about positive intent so that's in assuming that the other person has a positive intent with whatever actions that they have whatever they are sharing with you. She also shared some really great guidelines from a manager perspective of the kinds of things that we could do so something like saying I want the best for you And so, again, it's tied in with this idea of positive intent to be really direct, but not harsh. So get to the point quickly, be really clear on what it is that you are trying to say and then building trust and respect over time. So that's not something that's going to come automatically, nor should you expect it to come automatically. But bear in mind that it is something that can be built up over time with practicing these kinds of things like saying I want the best for you and being direct but not necessarily harsh like you're not out to hurt people you're you see feedback as a gift we touched on the idea of feedback versus gossip and she was saying about kill gossip quickly so totally agree with that if you're noticing that that gossip is happening or if you're aware that it's that people are gossiping then it's about stamping out that kind of behavior really really quickly she also acknowledged that we are human and we are going to talk about each other but it just depends on the type of talk that it is and so if you're finding that people are gossiping and it's they're spreading negative comments about people comments that are not necessarily true 
uh, really stamping out that type of behavior really quickly because it can spread. Now, we couldn't talk about feedback without talking about expectations. Expectations is something I'm so, so interested in. Anytime I talk about expectations with with my clients, whether they're corporate clients, whether they're individuals, it's really focusing on the time and the quality. So how much time should this take and what level of quality is expected? And can you provide really clear guidance around that? So when Caroline was talking about expectations, she talked about the need versus the giving. So again, you can think about this from both perspectives. As a manager, what is it that you need versus what is the person actually giving to you? And have you set those clear expectations to begin with? As an individual, what is it that you need? What are your needs? Are they being met? Are you receiving what it is that you need from the organization? Are you receiving those clear expectations from your manager? One of the things that I really took away from the conversation is how Caroline explained it about taking the mystery away. So it's about taking the mystery away, setting really clear KPIs, OKRs, whatever it is that you refer to them as. But I think you know what I'm talking about here. So setting really clear objectives for the team, having a roadmap of how are we going to actually get there and then having regular catch ups as well. And this was the real gem for me this idea of having a catch up and you're talking about, okay, the good, the bad, but the awkward as well. So how do you introduce those awkward conversations? Are the things that people don't really want to talk about? How do you make space for those? Well, you put them on the agenda and you say, we're going to talk about the good, we're going to talk about the bad, and we're going to talk about the awkward as well. So people know what to expect when they're going into those conversations. We talked about onboarding. I'm really fascinated with this concept from the research I did as part of my master's. It showed that onboarding really should be going on for about three years within an organization. It's at the three year mark where people are thinking, you know, maybe it's time to move on here. So it's not necessarily that you're instructing people for those three years, but to be really focused on how do we do the right thing? How do we maintain people? How do we retain the staff that we've hired in that three year period? Because it's so, so important because after three years, they, they start to become loyal to the organization then at that stage. Now, Caroline shared it takes 11 weeks to absorb the dominant culture in an organization. Now, this is something that I talk about on some upcoming podcast episodes as well. And it's again, it's something I'm so, so interested in. So culture kind of works both ways. You are an individual person, but you are impacted by the culture that you find yourself in. So if you join a culture, you're going to mimic the behaviors that other people have within that culture. And it takes 11 weeks before you start to behave in that same way. Even if you came from a culture that was very different within those 11 weeks, it's really important to ask, did we live up to our promise? So going through the entire interview process, going through the entire onboarding, Did the company deliver on the promise that they made from the job ad, from any discussions that were held during the interview process? Is the company actually delivering on that promise or is it something very different? Within those first 11 weeks, that's the time to be asking people those questions. Caroline talked about the fact that we're actually making progress when it comes to culture because it's not something that was necessarily spoken about very openly in the past. And we've started really talking about it. It's it's on the table. People know what culture is. They know what kind of culture they like, what kind of culture they don't like. And they're able to recognize culture as a really important driver of workplace happiness, of satisfaction in your job as well. The final point then is 
that HR is not the culture police. Culture should be a shared objective. It's not HR's job to be picking people up on anything that they're doing wrong. Maybe that's the wrong word, but it's not HR's job to be monitoring how the culture is. It's something that every single person in the organization can and should be involved in creating a positive culture for everyone. So I really hope you enjoyed the full length episode and I really hope you enjoyed the summary episode in the bonus format today. Those of you who've been with us for a while know that we've been partnering with Skilding and the most recent evolution of this is something I really, really get behind. I really, really love this idea. We are bringing you together a set of curated episodes from the podcast specifically to do with women in leadership. They've been carefully chosen to empower you to become the leader you are supposed to be. But it's different from a normal course that you might take. It's like a mini course. Most courses will give you content to consume, but by partnering with Skilding, we're giving you the tools to take action. So that's either by yourself or as part of a supportive community, along with me offering advice and encouragement if you want it. You can find out more about this mini course by visiting skilding.com forward slash happier. That's skill, S-K-I-L-L-D-I-N-G dot com forward slash happier.